Is it possible that you might actually need more despair in your life? It doesn't sound right, does it? Surely I need to get rid of despair out of my life. I need optimism and hope. Now, let me explain this. First of all, I'm gonna get the dictionary. This is the Collins, Brother Collins. Let's call it Brother Collins. Okay, Brother Collins says of despair, to lose or give up hope. This doesn't sound too bad. Lose or give up hope. Then they give a little quote. You have to do your best Emily Bronte accent with this one. I despair of his coming. Anyway, we'll come back to what that version of despair means. Another type of despair is total loss of hope. Mm. So usually today, when we think about despair, we think about option two total loss of hope. But there's actually other forms of despair, other understandings even just of the word. So the more kind of old school understanding would be just to lose hope. So you're hoping someone comes over and they don't come over and they're not showing up and you're like, oh. so you're disappointed and your hope starts to go down and then you get over it. There's no one jumping off any bridges. There's nothing like, this isn't gonna send you on a two week downer. It's just a bit of a disappointment. Okay, that's actually an experience of the emotion of despair. Both of them are. Just one of them is a bit more healthy and normal. The other is really, really extreme. We have tend to reduce the understanding of despair down to this extreme, super dangerous, oh my goodness, you need help sort of a thing. This really calls for more Emily Bronte impersonations, I think. Oh, father. I was hoping he might come, but he hasn't. Don't worry, dear. Something else shall come. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, despair is actually one of the emotions that God gave us, created us with. The Greeks, Aristotle and all those guys, they talked about this, the philosophers, ancient philosophers, trying to list out and figure out, you know, all the stuff that makes us, makes up who we are. St. Thomas Aquinas then picked it up and he really developed all, all sorts of teaching about the, the emotions. So despair fits in there with just a regular old God-given, you could say negative emotion. So like fear, I'm not a super big fan of experiencing fear, but it's actually good for us. It's a warning system to tell us, ooh, that might cause you damage. So avoid that if you can, or fix that, or do something now to, to escape from it. Anger, sometimes that's not great to experience, especially if you're on the receiving end of anger, but it actually helps us fix rights. It, it helps undo injustice. So if there was no anger in the world, injustices would be proliferating. That's correct, I just used that huge word. <laughs> what do you think about that, Emily? I think that's a wonderful, no, it's a terrible idea, terrible. So negative emotions are sometimes really positive, really, really important. They have their role to play. So too does despair. It's the emotion that lets us, helps us let things go. To understand it, we really have to understand hope because pretty much every definition of despair includes some reference to hope. Brother Collins, once again, gives us this. Hope is the feeling of desire for something and confidence in the possibility of its fulfillment. So you have this desire for something like ice cream. Oh, I really want that ice cream. But you also have this confidence that you actually might get the ice cream. So this generates hope. It's like desire, but it's desire with a little, little extra something thrown in, okay? Now, hope is considered a positive emotion. It certainly gets a whole lot of positive press. We just need more hope in this world, right? But sometimes hope is really dangerous if you hope in the wrong thing. And lots of people do that. As far as, as I understand it, and I could be wrong in this, please let me know. But I think hope is majorly involved with addiction. We place our hope in the wrong thing. This thing I'm addicted to, you know, you can insert your own little addictions or big addictions in there. This thing is really gonna have, this is gonna sort me out. Like seriously, I really, really need this. This is gonna save me. And it doesn't. 
as you especially see this obviously with like uh, substance addiction where somebody is so attached to something and they just they can't wait to, for their next hit their next so they just stay in this cycle of hope getting their hit crashing and the thing that lifts them out of that is hope in the next hit so they get into this cycle of addiction not just to the substance but also in a sense to the hope in a situation like that despair is really really helpful that person as as many people who've, who've been experienced this themselves or seen family members one of the best things for that person is to hit rock bottom and what does that mean it means they lose their hope in this substance they're just so despairing of like this is doing nothing for me my life is an utter mess they start to see the ruin that they're making of their life they despair that the substance can actually make them happy, even though they might be still experiencing some of the addiction and still some of that craving and hope. Despair is exactly what they need. So despairing of bad things is really good. Despairing of good things is obviously not so good. So when this, when, when despair goes wild, that's the problem. When you despair that anything ever good will ever happen to you ever again, okay, that's just not accurate. It's disconnected from reality. So we definitely want to avoid that but I want to talk about the good positive uses of despair and just very very practically this really deeply impacts our spiritual life so of course if we want to move away from all of the other little idols that we have in our life and really put God at the center we need to despair of all of those other idols so my favorite whipping boy on this one is of course Netflix or Optimus Prime Amazon Prime whatever your TV or you know movie thing of choice is that can be our things can't wait, get home, watch a little movie, have a little something to eat, you know, which is all totally fine and good. But it can get to a place of, you know, really, this is my go-to. This is where I look to for hope. This is what I look to to give me a little lift. And maybe some of that should be placed in God. And maybe he's actually the one who wants to and can truly fulfill that longing and that desire. So hope, or despair rather, can be really helpful in those situations to start to, you know what, letting go some of these things. You know what, it doesn't actually really make me all that happy. Or ongoing compromising in sin. It's like, it's actually not helping at all. It's really becoming a block between me and God, between me and others, between achieving my fulfillment. So starting to introduce a little bit of despair, just losing that hope. So to give up the hope that certain things that aren't appropriate could make me happy. That's a really, really good thing. And maybe the most fundamental experience of this in our spiritual life is to despair of being able to become holy on our own strength, to despair of being able to get really, really virtuous and amazing on our own strength. This is called humility, folks. To say, do you know what? Apart from you, Jesus, I, I can't get to heaven. Apart from you, Jesus, I can't become the saint that I am called to be. Because we're not supposed to be able to do this on our own. We're not our own saviors. Jesus is our savior. So it's really good to despair of any way that I've made myself my savior. I just gotta try harder. I got this, it's okay, God, it's okay, God. I'll, I'll sort this out and I'll get right back to you. Uh, but I, I have to you know, do some stuff and get myself to a certain level of perfection. And then I'll come back to you, God. It's like, no, when you're broken and weak and, and falling into sin, that's exactly when you need to go to him because you need his help. So we need to despair of this self-reliance, this, this pride in us. Say, you know what? I can't, I really can't do this. Almost like the addict, we need to hit rock bottom. Now you don't actually have to experience the excruciating pain of hitting rock bottom. You can just believe that it is true. You can believe that you really can't do this without him. And I, I do these acts of faith, uh, these acts of humility all the time. Jesus, apart from you, I can't do this. 
Apart from you, I will be the worst of sinners. I have no idea, in fact, how bad a sinner I could be because Jesus has been so present in my life even when I wasn't asking for his help. So just to remind yourself, like apart from Jesus, I would be the worst. I wouldn't want anything holy. I wouldn't have any good holy desires. I wouldn't want to be kind to people. I would just be rotten, selfish. But with his help, and this is where the hope comes in, we despair of the lie, but we hope in the truth. And the truth is that he wants to make us holy and he can make us holy. And if we let him, he will make us holy. So one of the lines from St. Paul, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. That's our hope. That's what we really need to grab a hold of. It's like, this really is possible. This possibility of becoming the person that you were created to be, to becoming the saint you were created to be. He really can do this. And we should hope like crazy in that. We should really desire that. We should really desire to be able to let go of the bad and really hold on to the good and gain it in our life, to really hope that we can become amazingly virtuous and kind and loving, just as Jesus was. But we have to place our hope not in our own strength, but in his strength. So get a little bit more of good, healthy despair in your life for the things that need to go and to get more hope in your life for the things that you really need more of. I hope this has been helpful. God bless you.